Welcome to another Mosaic podcast. Um, I'm your host, Cheyenne. I'm a cultural programmer here at Mosaic. And today we're going to be talking about, um, you know, why socialism and why socialism is beneficial for society and why it's so important to talk about right now and um, why it's an important issue. So right now we're just going to be doing introductions. So... Again, I'm Cheyenne. I work here at the Mosaic Cross-Cultural Center as a cultural programmer, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. Uh, My name is Erica. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm the graphic designer at Mosaic. And hi, everyone. My name is Chris. Uh, My pronouns are he, him, his, and I'm the director here at Mosaic. So to start off this podcast, I just wanted to ask kind of like a warm-up question. Um, So, you know... In the midst of COVID-19 and everything else that has been happening right now, I do want to check in with everyone as part of the podcast, how, like, get an idea of how has COVID-19, like, affected everyone in some way, or if you want to just tell everyone how you're doing right now, or what's going on, or anything, just see if everyone's okay. And just kind of, like, talk about how, like, why socialism is, like, important because of these experiences that are happening. But, yeah, feel free to give any, like, insight about that. It's definitely been hard to, like, transition from, like, in-person school to, like, online classes, for sure. Yeah, I hella feel that. And it's also just, like, I was seeing a lot of posts on um, social media about, like, this whole concept of productivity and like Mm -hmm. how like this whole idea of like like this whole idea of like oh you have to be like productive during a pandemic is like it's like such a capitalist concept and it's like super fucked up and like I think that's something that that I've been like really frustrated about like in these past couple weeks because like Mm -hmm. I mean obviously like the whole like transition from like like the transition to remote learning has been like super difficult and then like it's just wild to see, like, I don't know, it's just really wild right now. But mm-hmm. I've just been frustrated, and, like, I've been looking into, like, um, folks that have been organizing around my area. Because right now I'm in um, back home in Tulare County. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of, like, organizing around, like, um, like kind of, like, um, rent suspension because, you know, like, folks aren't able to, like, afford rent right now. Um, so it's, like... I've been trying to, like, look into what's going on over here um, just because, like, you know, she's difficult out here. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure. I mean, oh, I was going to say, like, similar to what Erica shared, you know, I, I, I also think that, like, you know, I've been watching all this stuff and, like, it's scary. Like, mm-hmm. and I think, like, we need to acknowledge that, like, the fact that, like, there are these constructs that are keeping us, like, you know, um, that are, that are saying you have to be productive and you have to work on stuff and you still have to be the same worker, be the same student. Like that's like a really scary, like amount of pressure. Yeah, Yeah. it really is. 
Honestly, it's just been really hard. I didn't want to admit it, like, at first, like, oh, like, I'm missing assignments, like, I'm forgetting to do things, like, but the thing is, like, that's valid, like, we have to under, like, especially professors, even though everyone's going through something, but it's, like, I've been assigned, like, projects, papers, and, like, Mm -hmm. trying to do Zoom with different, like, group members, and it's been kind of a struggle, and, like, especially the fact that a lot of us lost our jobs or one of our jobs and have to apply for unemployment, which, you know, I haven't even heard back from yet, and it's just, like, like, don't feel, if they're listening to this podcast, don't feel guilty that you're not being as productive as usual. You know, people saying, you know, you gotta work out at home every day. You know, you gotta, you know, uh, wash your face and you know, be hella productive and <laughs> like do yoga at four o'clock. Like, no, you don't have to do that. Like, you are your own person and there's just, this whole situation is overwhelming. Like, there's no way, like, you can be as productive as you were like in school or work or anything else that you know that you mm-hmm. do like it's just and there's people that just need to be more mindful of that like we're human beings like it's not mm-hmm. always going to be this way you know mm-hmm. i would still advise everyone to wash their face though oh yeah <laughs> make time to wash your face I was thinking like a whole like skincare routine. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Don't worry about skincare. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely like soap and water. Yeah. Yeah. I also just like wanted to touch on like what Cheyenne was talking about right now about like unemployment and how like, how like in it, like, I know like folks are saying like, oh, apply for unemployment if you lost your job. But like, I was talking um, with a couple folks and they're like, yeah, like the unemployment department hasn't even like um, gotten back to me yet. Yeah. And it's like, you know, obviously, because like, you know, the workers are like being overwhelmed right now. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like super hard to like, for them to get back to you. But it's also just like, detailing how like, the failures of like, late stage capitalism is like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work, you know? Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. And like, I feel like, you know, socialism is really just a wake up call. Like you always see it in like, things that happen like this I mean this is the first time this has happened in my life but like it's really a wake-up call if it's not a wake-up call for some people then I don't know what is because (laughs) capitalism has not and hasn't worked and like I've seen um I don't know if y'all saw this like on the internet but people have been like these companies like for dairy or um, produce they've been I, I think it's because they're not getting business or something like that um, I think someone might know more about it but they're wasting the product like they're pouring milk good milk down the drain because they can't no one's buying it oh my god yeah I've, I've seen some of those things and it's also like it's it's like what's been happening in like even like before this pandemic too with like I remember I would see like like Starbucks, I guess specifically Starbucks, like that, you know, like throughout their like um, their pastries at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of workers, you know, they're like, well, we, like we like we're required to do that because like obviously like the corporate companies don't want like they don't want to give like free shit out to like folks who actually like need it and stuff. And yeah. it's just like, I, um, I was hoping before we get too too much further, since 
the topic of this conversation is on socialism. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if folks wanted to offer like their understanding of their definition of what socialism means. Um, I feel like um, I was just having this conversation with Sharon um, today. Mm-hmm. And when I think of socialism, I think of helping the people, you know, like, um, like, in a way where people like, I don't want to sound cheesy, equal, like, equal, like, distribution of like, um, resources. And like, um, I don't know, if that's like, correct, but I feel like that's just my way of like, you know, helping the community, like as a whole, and like, um, like overthrowing like capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, this is yeah, it's not meant to be like a correct incorrect thing. It's just, you know, wanting to make sure everyone is kind of on the same page, because I think there's a lot of like misinformation or like, yeah, a lot of like assumptions about what socialism might mean, or democratic socialism might mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess just to kind of, like, touch on what, like, y'all been saying as well. I mean, it's, like, essentially, like, what it is, it's, like, um, it is, like, an, I don't know if I'm saying, oh, my God, I'm blanking out, like, an ideology, essentially, right, like, that is um, centered around, like, working folks and, like, working classes, and, like, it's designed to, I mean, essentially, like, I mean, cater working folks and providing like the basic necessities right like you need to function as a society um I think like something I was having a conversation about with like the other day um with with uh I forgot who but like people I guess like people have like this tendency to like um kind of distinguish this whole like oh like so, so socialism is like separate from communism mm-hmm. and like i i think like a, a like a large misconception of like that whole thing is like i mean like communism is the ultimate goal of socialism and like it's like the um the framework it kind of like socialism uses communism as like the idea and then like i forgot how does how does how someone described it but it's like it's like like socialism is how you get there right like it's like the i guess the tool yeah and i guess um so with that i just want to like maybe like ask a question something we could use to like think about so given what's currently happening um like with covid19 and anything else you want to add how do you think socialism like would would have helped you know the current issue i mean like Sorry, I feel like I'm taking a lot of space. No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> um, like, I recently read an article on um, liberationnews.org. <laughs> and um, it was kind of detailing the ways in which, because, like, um, I don't know for folks who are aware, but um, Vietnam um, has, hasn't had any um, COVID-19 deaths, um, like, that they reported. Really? And... Yeah, they, they haven't had, like, a single death. And um, even if they had cases and stuff, but, like, essentially, like, you know, Viet- Vietnam is, like, a more, like, socialist country in um in the world. <laughs> um, and, like, essentially, like, you know, their government took, like, these preventative measures to, like, you know, help 
workers and like help make sure that like you know their healthcare system was like you know affordable to folks and like essentially like that that was like a really great example of how um they were able to like like contain it is in a sense and like make sure folks were getting the care that they deserve and I was like wow that's like super dope I think for me, you know, one of the big things that um, that this uh, pandemic really shines a huge spotlight on for folks um, who may have differing opinions or who may not have thought about it is just how absolutely crucial basic access to healthcare is. And the fact that we as a nation don't have universal healthcare is really like uh it's absurd it's just ridiculous like mm-hmm. you know we have all these resources and but because we are a capitalistic society that can't get our shit together um you know i think you know not i mean not not to be too like soapboxy about any of this stuff but like um there's you know uh part of part of what was talked about by by you all was that you know, regardless of like how you try to do socialism or capital or communism, um, the philosophical core of it is that you do like you're looking out for the well-being of your people. Whereas the philosophical core of capitalism, no matter how you do it, is that you're looking out for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think you know the fact that we have a society that's built on the philosophical core of looking out for yourself has led to, you know, the lack of being able to negotiate access to healthcare. And it's, you know, the fact that people are scared to uh, call ambulances because they cause mm-hmm. harm in a way. The fact that medical procedures cost like tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. The fact that like basic prescription medicine can cost upwards of like hundreds of dollars for medication is like absolutely absurd. And like, you know, like the fact that, you know, we don't have a, a, a centralized governmental healthcare system in place just makes it that much more apparent when like a pandemic happens and we can't like mobilize, you know? Yeah. And like an example of this, like another important thing is like the U.S. doesn't seem to work on you know, preventative healthcare as well. And this is a really, really great example because, you know, like here we have the president trying to find the cure for the coronavirus instead of helping the people who are already infected or can be infected from Mm -hmm. getting it. Like what, no one was taking the measures as we can see from New York or various other states in the U.S., especially you know, Florida, there were still people, while people were in shelter in place, there were still people on the beach, the beaches were still open, and legislators were getting frustrated with each other because people were saying, why wasn't anything being done? Why, why aren't we protecting these people? And I really just think like, you know, the system that we have does not benefit the working class, does not benefit you know, the people, it benefits, you know, I, in my opinion, it benefits rich people, and just people in a higher power. Um, One thing I would like, so I was talking about this with Sharon as well. So 
to kind of like really like something that kind of mind blowed me. Okay, I don't know if y'all know about Animal Crossing, but Mm -hmm. if you don't, it's this game where you know you go to an island and you basically live there now, and you kind of have basically you colonize it, (laughs) and you have to get resources to get money to buy things that you need to buy things for the island, and so on and so forth. But um thinking about it so you know when you get these resources in real life you're supposed to get enough that you need but in the game you get enough because you like money you need a lot of money to get certain things and so at one point I was you know kind of stashing the money that I would earn and putting it in my house and I just think about real life and think wow there are actually like millionaires or billionaires will probably do the same thing have all this leftover money that they don't even know what to do with while the lower class or everyone else is struggling to find basic human needs and mm-hmm. basic health care and like sh- people are fighting over toilet paper fighting over food right now while there's rich people in their you know big mansions you know hoarding all the food and hoarding all the money and I just think of it like I feel like that's like my visualization of it where I'm thinking like wow like it's just kind of like you know like they're just taking all the resources but mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like so wild to think about how people are like literally profiting off of like this whole shit especially fucking Jeff Bezos' ass mm-hmm. <laughs> like like it, it's just like things you you think like things that are that should be like common sense that like oh like this is something you should need it's like super essential for your survival mm-hmm. like it's not free and it's yeah. like people have been being like turned away from like basic healthcare during this pandemic because they don't have insurance or because like you know they can't afford the medical costs and stuff and it's just it's just wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and and then the, and then the other part of it is that, like, we have people who, um, you know, have jobs or whatever, are working in various places that all of a sudden can't work because we're all under shelter in place and we're home and we're doing, you know, telecommuting or whatever. Um, and, you know, if their offices are shut down or whatever, they can't go in. And kind of the capitalistic mindset means that, like, we still have to kind of justify their work in order to pay them a living wage. Yeah. And, like, you know, rather than just saying, you know what, like, we're all in a crisis right now. It's extraordinary circumstances. Um, Why don't we just pay everyone their paycheck and not worry about whether or not they're being productive? Um, mm-hmm. so that people can still pay rent and eat and, you know, just survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I actually had DM'd the company. I don't know. I don't know why I did this, but I was on Instagram. I had, so I worked for a company. It doesn't matter what company I work for, uh-huh. but I DM'd the company that I work for, and I told on Instagram and I told them, you know, why aren't you paying your workers regardless of if they're actually in the store selling product? Like people have families and friends that they need to protect and like, 
you know, people are struggling right now just to make it by, like, through the day. And then all I got was, you know, this is this is the problem. People just say, you know, yeah, we're, um, I forgot what they said. They said, like, um, just talk to your supervisor. We're, um, you know, like, kind of, um, what's the word? Um, kind of dismissing what you, what I was saying as if it wasn't important or if, you know, like, but the thing is, we have to put these, I don't know, these companies, like, this is their responsibility, their workers that do so much work for the companies, and they're putting, I could, I was at so much risk, you know, in the fitting rooms, people were trying on clothes, you know, skin contact, and everything, even while people were staying at home, and it took, mm-hmm. it just, and the fact, and the time, um, I say like the time it took them to realize that oh no, like we need to close down stores. It took way too long. Yeah, companies swear they care about their workers. Yeah, but and we know in a capitalistic society, companies don't really care about their workers. Like yeah. people get fired all the time. People lose their jobs all the time, and very rarely do companies go out of their way to take care of these people. Right especially like large scale companies, like, of course, like, you know, if you're like a mom and pop store, you have 12 employees, you probably know all their names and where they live and met their families and stuff. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, when was the last time a corporation with hundreds or thousands of workers, like, showed that they really cared about their workers? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, essentially, that's like, that's why, like, strikes are like, such like a revolutionary act in this moment. Like right now we're seeing a lot of a lot of workers, especially like sanitation workers and like Amazon workers. Um, and I think like Instacart workers are striking mm-hmm. because like they're not getting the basic protections they need. And like, you know, we know that these corporations don't care about them, but it's like, you know, if by them halting their means of production, I mean, by them halting their means of production, right? Like, it puts pressure on these corporations and stuff. And it's like, that's why it's so important for us to like, you know, support strikes and stuff. And like, yeah. And with that, um, so going back to like, you know, talking about people who make, you know, more than enough money to provide for themselves. um, Should we have millionaires and billionaires knowing 95% of the world doesn't have luxury of basic needs right now or basic you know yeah do you get like what i'm asking (laughs) yeah no i totally get what you're saying um yeah i mean i i don't i don't think we should have i mean i certainly don't think we need billionaires like Mm -hmm. billionaires is like like a billion dollars is is more money than an individual should be able to spend in their lifetime like Mm -hmm. It's it's just way too much wealth for an individual to possess, um, and you know, I think I think that you know I'm supportive of the idea of like, you know, I mean, ultimately, I would love for us to have a truly socialistic society where people are able to contribute the bulk of their money to a centralized government that can redistribute it so that everyone's taken care of. 
but mm-hmm. I know that, you know, we, we have people who are very resistant against that idea. So whatever, you know, but like, yeah. I, I feel like the easy, like the easy thing that we should be able to get folks on board with is like capping personal wealth, you know, and just mm-hmm. saying that, like, if you as an individual, you're only allowed to have X amount of dollars. And once you go past X amount of dollars, that money just goes to the government. Like, you don't need more than whatever that, and that money can be huge. Like that X amount could be huge, right? Yeah. That X amount could be $10 million or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, there needs to be a cap on personal wealth because like, 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 you know, using Jeff Bezos as the example, there's no way that Jeff Bezos as an individual can spend that much money in his lifetime. There's no way his kids can spend that much money in their lifetime. There's no mm-hmm. way his grandkids can spend that much money in their lifetime. So why do you need three generations worth of wealth in, in as an individual? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, honestly, billionaires, millionaires should not exist, period. <laughs> like, oh, I might even think this thought a little bit. But like, it, you know, I mean, it's just it's just like, you can't even grasp the amount of like access they have to shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't know. I mean, essentially... Like it, they they use this like because like, I mean like money, money by itself is like, actually no, let me backtrack. Honestly, all this wealth is essentially like power, and like, mm-hmm. like the more power you have, the more power you have over like working class communities, and often oftentimes right like working, we know that like working class communities are like racialized by this capitalist system, and like. Mm-hmm. essentially like the more ho- the more wealth they hoard like the more the more like harm it's doing i mean and then they, they know they're doing harm to like you know racialized communities and shit it's just like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or usually yeah. like when they want to completely disregard any of that i just hate this phrase so much it's not about race it's not about race like no, it is. And that's what socialism is about as well. Thinking about the current structures in place and current systems or social determinants that affect certain people because of the way we've, society has been, these structures have been created. They're not, there are disadvantaged people and there are advantaged people. And there is no there is no equal path or equal level, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think we as human beings have shown throughout the entirety of the history of humanity that we can't be trusted with wealth. We just can't. Mm-hmm. No way. You know? Like any time an individual has gotten wealth, they have immediately corrupted it and turned it against other people and yeah. tried to own and dominate and control another community. Mm-hmm like wealth is such a wild concept like Mm -hmm. like the fact that like like you know one of the things i can't get over that i mean and i i i I try not to think about it too much because i still like watching sports Mm -hmm. but like it's wild owning a sports team like what what does that even mean you know yeah (laughs) or knowing that people own 10 different cars you don't need 10 different cars like (laughs) I mean, or I don't know, like all these luxury things that celebrities buy for their children, like a thousand dollar shirt for their kid or 
I don't, mm-hmm. it, it makes me think back. I know this is maybe outdated, but I feel like it's still relevant. Lately, I've just been thinking about, you know, this isn't, even though it's not like a revolution or anything, people aren't writing yet, maybe, but um, I think about Marie Antoinette, like, you know, rich people are just like Marie Antoinette. She's just over there partying in her castle while everyone is literally struggling day by day. People are freaking out and they have worked so hard, but like, they're just the common people. You know, like, and we have these, you know, rich people just living it up in their mansions with pools. And, you know, it's just ridiculous to think about, you know. Yeah, I think one of my favorite things during this pandemic, I mean, I say say favorite as like sarcasm, but like, (laughs) is seeing like, seeing like, you know, rich people, especially like celebrities, and they're like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, y'all, like, stay home, right? It's, like, so yeah. easy to stay home. Like, I know even I get bored in my, like, fucking, like, <laughs> million square foot mansion. Like, you know, but just stay home. It's, like, when people don't even fucking have homes or, like, people I are, know. like, currently being evicted. Yeah, that's definitely one of the problems with wealth is that it disconnects people from other people. And it's, like, you know, I don't... I don't necessarily fault Vanessa Hudgens for making that post because she doesn't really know better, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like celebrities know better. (laughs) I mean, they they should know better, but it's like, you know, like, but they don't, right? Like, they should know better, but sometimes they don't because wealth disconnects people, you know? And it's like, you know, and I think one of the other things that, that this brings to my mind, too, about the pandemic is that we have shown now, you know, if there's such a thing as a silver lining to this thing, we have shown now that essential people in our society are, you know, like like farm workers and grocery store workers and like, uh, you know, healthcare workers and like, you know, like DoorDash drivers. Like these are the essential people in our society. Yeah. Like, you know, if if Jeff Bezos disappeared off the face of the earth, like that wouldn't really impact our society. He's not an essential person, you know. Like, I think the pandemic has shown that we know who the essential people in our society are now. Mm-hmm. But then again, if they're so essential, why are they being the first to be at right. risk? You know, why right. aren't there more precautions taken? Why aren't there more, especially um, healthcare workers as well, or all of them, you know, like it, right. you know. It's- well, and, and I think I think that that part of our reconciliation of this is that this is a clear sign that capitalism as a structure is broken mm-hmm. because our these essential people are the ones that are most at risk in our society. Yeah. I mean, it's not even just the fact that like capitalism is broken though. It's just like, it's, it's just never, it's never worked to begin with. Cause it's always been like, it's yeah. always been at like, it's, it's always had blood on its hands, you know, ever since its inception. So um, our last question to kind of think about, so we know that COVID-19 is affecting a lot of people right now. And we really, you know, as Mosaic, we want to show our support and give people the resources that they need. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, we're going to use the time to um, mention some resources that people can use. And most of these are available on our Instagram account, which is... um, it's instagram.com slash sjsu mosaic yeah and so if you need links there are some there right now we'll just um 
each of us will just mention like certain programs or grants or any type of resource that could be useful to you that um yeah so just keep on listening any of us could um just kind of like um i'll start i'll start local here if you are in san jose if you're in the silicon valley the second harvest food bank of silicon valley on in downtown san jose they've been doing a lot of work making sure that folks are still getting access to food and basic needs um so if you need food to hit up second harvest um they've been increasing the amount of um, times that they've been able to give people food due to this period and if you're not in need of food and you have money to donate or labor to donate uh, send it second harvest's way um, another one another resource i thought was useful that i had just used um, i'm not sure what their capacity is right now but as i've known so i applied it's called the sacred heart grant so when you search it up search up sacred heart cs dot uh, org and so they're giving financial relief for people um, right now and they're giving a grant up to um, four thousand dollars to any individual you would just have to provide certain paperwork like your last three pay stubs or any pay stubs that you can get or we I had also provided a tax form if I didn't have a certain pay stub. You just have to put your income. It's actually a really quick application, super easy. You just need to get those things um, gathered, which might be a little bit difficult. Um, you would also need to provide you know, a statement from your employer saying that you were laid off or temporary laid off. Um, and yeah, so I found that really useful because I did get accepted. And I um, already got my check for it. And they were really helpful and super nice on the phone when they were working with my case. And so um, definitely, like, if you have time, try and hit them up and, you know, use that resource because they're really helpful in the long run, knowing that we don't really know how long this could last for. Um, another resource. Um, so this one is specifically for... Um, um, people who have families that are farm workers. So it's called the Farm Workers COVID-19 Pandemic Relief Fund. Um, and I believe it's being headed by, um, I don't know who it's being headed by, but if you, if you go to um, hipgive.org um, slash project slash farm workers, um, it, uh, if you search something like that, it should, um, there should, uh, how am I blanking out? <laughs> you should um, be able to access the application, but I'm not sure if it's open yet, but it should be open in like a couple of days because they've been um, for, like raising funds for it. But if you have any families who are farm workers like mine, um, be sure to stay on the lookout for that one. Um, so currently, if you are in San Jose, um, there is uh, uh, currently supposed to be an eviction moratorium and there are resources to support renters in San Jose. So if you need any of that information, go to sanjoseca.gov, sanjoseca.gov for their website. And then if you go under the resources menu, there's a housing link. And when you go in there, you'll see like there's an eviction moratorium um, icon and a renter's icon. They have different resources that can help you out if you need to figure out how to talk to your landlord or if your landlord, you feel like your landlord's treating you unfairly. There's like some information about there as to what 
uh, the city of San Jose should be doing. Okay, thanks, y'all, for your resources. Was there any others that you would like to add or any places that you know has a list um, that people could look at? Yeah, if you are part of the San Jose community, um, the San Jose State community, um, our um, SJSU Cares department, um, who runs our food pantry and and um, our um, case management department, um, they have an active PDF that they have posted. So go to sjsu.edu slash sjsu cares, all one word. Um, and you can see the very first window is uh, COVID-19 related off-campus resources. And that PDF gets updated as we get more information about resources that are available. Um, so it has it has some good links and numbers to like, like that has the phone number to Second Harvest if you need to talk to them. That has like the links to the government, like um, the, the San Jose government, like uh, housing resources that has some phone numbers if you need other resources um, as well. So uh, that and that PDF gets updated regularly. Okay, thanks, Chris, and thank, yeah. thank you everyone for participating in the podcast. Um, I believe that's all that we have today. Um, it, did anyone else want to like add anything? Was there anything you anyone still wanted to talk about, or just kind of like add in? Well, I, I will say this: like, you know, I mentioned this before. Other people have mentioned it throughout this podcast as well. But like, you know the the thing behind the thing about socialism the thing about communism is is that um at its core it's really about like community needs and right now you know we're in a we're in a we're in a time when community needs are that much more important to like figure out so you know i would say if you need to if you are you know uh kind of uh feeling some kind of way about the situation that we're in, like reach out to your community because like, you know, I think community right now is one of the most important things that we can really contribute to. Yeah, exactly. Cause yeah. you know, like in, as what Erica was saying, Erica was saying before in the beginning of the podcast, um, we were talking about community as well. And um, I'm in like a social one class right now. And um, our professor had kept telling us, you know, like, change doesn't really happen unless you're connected with your community and you, you know, put in that effort or you, you know, you kind of work together, you know, like just being um, in solidarity, you know? Yeah. And I think during this crisis, like, there's like, because we can't, like solidarity looks like different ways. And like, you know, even if we can't do it, like, you know, what is it, IRL, like, mm -hmm. you know, there's ways for us to get creative and, like, learn how to, like, do solidarity work virtually and, like, um, without any, like, physical contact. Yeah, and uh, thank you for saying that, too, Erica, because that totally reminded me, too. Um, you all talked about this at the beginning of the podcast as well, and just to be explicit about it, if you aren't as productive as you feel like you should be, if you you know, need time to take care of yourself emotionally, mentally, psychologically, you know, if you, like, you know, are feeling this pressure of like, you know, telecommuting or like, like whatever, like it's okay. Like it's, it's okay to take a break. It's okay to not be like quote unquote productive. It's okay to like give yourself the time, energy, space you need to like take care of yourself. Like a lot of that 
pressure is coming from you know capitalistic like like uh impacts and influences you know and it's not you know not necessarily in your best interest to you know drive yourself towards like you know super productive super efficient super effective like person during this this time of crisis yeah exactly yeah thank you for that yeah it's just important like capitalism reminds us that we need to be like doing something at all times and being productive and you know studying all the time or working all the time but socialism also lets you to just you know take time for yourself self-care you know think about yourself like it's okay you're not being selfish like you need to take care of yourself take care of your loved ones take care of your friends and that's really all you can do as a human being you know yeah so that concludes our socialism podcast if you have any questions or thoughts that you'd like to share with us um i believe the most appropriate platform would be instagram thank you thanks Shia. listen listen carefully